Hey friends, welcome to the Fierce Calling Podcast. You are listening to episode 162. I'm your host, Doris Swift, and I'm so thankful that you're listening in today. And if you're new around here, I want to warmly welcome you. Well, what if we were more intentional about going deeper in prayer? And what would those prayers look like or sound like? This week, I welcome my friend and guest, Brooke McLaughlin. She's the founder of Million Praying Moms. But before Brooke founded this amazing gathering of praying moms, she first became a fervent praying mom herself, praying scripture-inspired prayers over her boys. And listen in as we talk about the power of scripture-inspired prayer. And we're also going to talk about how Million Praying Moms came to be. But this episode is not just a blessing for moms, but it's a blessing for all of us who yearn for a deeper prayer life. Brooke shares great actionable steps to help us make that happen. And she also provides great resources and info about all the prayer books she and her team have written. So don't miss this episode with Brooke McLaughlin. She's going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Welcome back to the show. I am so thankful today to introduce you to my friend, Brooke McLaughlin. She's the founder of Million Praying Moms. Now that alone, like just Million Praying Moms is amazing. She is the author of many books and her latest books are Everyday Prayers for Peace and Praying Mom, Making Prayer the First and Best Response to Motherhood. And she is a wife and a boy mom. Thanks so much for joining me, Brooke. It's so great to have you. It is such a pleasure to be here and get to spend some time with you today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, uh, Brooke, I am just, like I said, excited to have you on. I just love the name of your ministry. It's it just branched out and God has just done so much with it and Million Praying Moms. So I would love if you would share a little bit about your story, maybe how this all came about, and then how you are continuing to take action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Million Praying Moms really is birthed birthed out of my own personal story. Um, I find that most of the best ministry comes from the hardest places of our lives. And certainly that's the story for me. Um, I started having children. Well, I I married my husband actually before we even got married, I had asked the Lord to give me boys. Um, I wanted the opportunity to raise boys who were different and who love the Lord and um, who followed hard after him kind of had the heart of David. And, and before I had those boys, I kind of naively thought that being able to raise them to be like that was up to me. Like it was something that I could accomplish in their lives all by myself. Now, something that you need to know about me is that I was a, and still am a very goal oriented person. Mm -hmm. By the time that we had our first son and yes, God did answer my prayers and gave me two boys. Um, They were born 23 months apart. But by the time that we had that first boy, who is the one that's now off to college, um, 
I, uh, I had already accomplished most every goal on my like life to do list, Mm -hmm. almost every single one of them, including wanting to have voice. That's how goal oriented I was my entire Mm -hmm. life. I had just been able to work really hard at what I wanted to do and accomplish it. And my children were really the first thing in my life that God said, no, that's not the way this is going to be. You cannot work yourself or your children into the kind of men that you want to raise. You have to partner with me. And sure enough, motherhood, young motherhood kicked my feet right out from under me. And I I like to say now that it kicked my feet out from under me in all the right ways in all the good (laughs) ways. And I'm grateful (laughs) for it now, but in the middle of it, I was not, (laughs) I did not like it. (laughs) It was not fun for someone who has, you know, is very accomplishment oriented, not being able to accomplish something was really difficult for me. And Mm -hmm. so I found myself, I, I had been a Christian since I was nine years old. Um, I had been walking closely with the Lord, very closely with the Lord since I was about 21. And by the time we had these two boys, I was almost 30. And so I found myself doing the only thing that I knew to do in that time. And that was to cry out to the Lord and ask him for help. I literally came to the end of myself in that season of young motherhood and realized that the goal that I had set to be able to raise those kind of men was not something that was doable by sheer force of will on my part, but that it was going to require God. Around that time, I uh, st- I was studying in the book of Ezekiel. Now, mm-hmm. I always laugh about that because if I were going to tell a young mom who was trying to get closer to the Lord, where to study in the Bible, I would not point her to the book of Ezekiel. (laughs) It would not be my first choice, but for some reason, that's where I was. I don't remember why. Mm -hmm. And I came to Ezekiel 36, 26, which in a nutshell says that it is God who turns the heart of stone to the heart of flesh. Mm -hmm. And when I read those words, it was like a light bulb went off in my mind and in my heart. And I realized two things. One, that it was not up to me to change the hearts of my children. Mm. I could provide an atmosphere for them, a lifestyle for them, um, an experience of their childhood for them that made it as easy as possible for them to fall in love with Jesus and and to follow him as their savior. But God was the one that changed their hearts. And that was not up to me. So there was, there was this realization of my job versus God's job. So in the one, on the one hand, it was freeing to realize that on the other hand, as someone who really enjoys being able to do what I want to do and accomplish what I want to do, I found it a little bit annoying because (laughs) I wanted to be able to snap my fingers and get Mm -hmm. what I wanted from my kids. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I began to pray just organically. Lord, would you change their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh? And I put it on sticky notes all around our house. There was one uh, on our um, closet door in our family or in our bedroom. There was one outside of their bedrooms. There was one on my bathroom mirror all over the house in the various places. I think there was even one in the kitchen on the telephone. That was back in the day when we actually had telephones hanging on the wall. There was one hanging on the telephone that said, change their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh. And so just everywhere I went in the house, my normal patterns throughout the day 
I would visually see these sticky notes and I would pray, Lord, would you change their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh? And it just lit something up inside of me to be able to pray God's word back to him. And there were a few things that I brought to the table with me during this time. One was that I believed that God's word was true. Um, I don't think I would have been drawn to pray God's word had it had I not believed and had settled in my mind that it was true. The other thing that I believed was true was from Hebrews 4.12, which says that the word of God is living and active and that it will do exactly what God purposes for it to do. It, it has the ability to change us from the inside out. And then that other part about it purposing to do what God wants it to do is from Isaiah 55.11. So if those things were true and I believed that they were, then I couldn't think of anything better to pray for my kids than God's words itself. And so I began this lifelong process of looking to God's word to tell me what to pray for my kids. Mm -hmm. And because that process changed me so much, and because that process has changed the dynamic and the eternal focus of our home, it is what I bring to the table. It is the foundation for what is now Million Praying Moms. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. That is so encouraging to a mom that's listening right now. And it, it could be, you know, really any season that they're in. Because whether moms have littles or they have adult grown children, it, a mama's heart is for their kids to have a heart of flesh, um, as the word has said. So thank you for sharing that. And it isn't difficult. It's something that you did that was very practical. Yeah. So that kind of is accessible. So people can, you know, sometimes be really intimidated by prayer. So how, how do you share about that with women that might feel intimidated by prayer? Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, I, I grew up in the church. Um, I heard people pray growing up. I prayed myself growing up and into my adulthood many times, but until I had my children and until that experience that I just described to you, my prayers were always, uh, Lord, help me to pass this test or Lord, heal my grandmother who is sick in the hospital or uh, Lord, um, you know, help, help my child to do well or something like that. Help my husband to pass this exam that he needs to pass things like that. Lord, would you do this? Would you help me in this moment for this? And there's, there's nothing wrong with asking God for what we need in the moment. I'm not trying to say that that's, that's wrong in any way, mm -hmm. but when a level of desperation enters your life, your prayers change. They just yes. do. They become much more uh, you, you begin to learn more about the character of God and that changes mm -hmm. the way you pray. And so for someone who is maybe coming at this thinking, well, I, you know, I, I've never really prayed beyond those, Lord, would you help me do this? Or Lord, would you keep me safe? Or Lord, protect my child, that kind of thing. Um, then I would just say that the process is, is, is not hard. Um, when I first started praying God's word for my children, I sat down and made a list of some of the character traits in them that I wanted God to change or work on. Most mm -hmm. of the time, those were negative things, right? They were the things that were bothering me about mm -hmm. my kids or that I wanted them to change. And then I would take that list of negatives 
And I would turn it into or attempt to turn it into biblical positives. So for example, if I had a child that was dealing with anger, then I might pray for him to have joy. If Mm -hmm. I had a child that was dealing with pride, then I might pray for him or her to have uh, humility, to be humble. And so I would try my best to look at the words on that list and come up with a word, a biblical positive for those things. And then I would go to the concordance in my Bible and look at what God's word had to say about those things. Now, it was important to me not to try and take verses or passages out of context. Mm -hmm. So I was very careful about trying to really let God's word say what it says rather than trying to make it say what I wanted it to say. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would make then a list of verses or passages from that and just string them together and make one big, what I call scripture inspired prayer for my kids. Mm -hmm. And I would hang it printed out and I would hang it up outside of their rooms. And when we would go in to pray for them at night, I would come back out of their rooms and literally close their doors, lay hands on their door frames and pray those prayers for them before I went to bed. So it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, you know, super difficult. You just have to get into your, into, into God's word. And I think you need to set aside a little bit of time. The first Mm -hmm. time I did this, I said to my husband, when he got home from work, can you just give me 30 minutes? Can I just have 30 minutes up in the bedroom to just sit down and go through this exercise that I believe that the Lord's laid on my heart. And he took the kids and they did something. And I had that time with the Lord. So really all you need is a little bit of time, a notebook and a pencil and your Bible hopefully one that has a concordance or your, your phone. Now, if you'd rather use that to be able to do this process. And then when you're done, you've got something, not just that is powerful in and of itself, because Mm -hmm. God's word is powerful, but you actually have something that, that fits your child in this season of their lives. Mm -hmm. And this is something that you can do over and over and over again, as your child matures and grows and deals with different, other difficult things or their character needs correcting in other ways, you can specialize God's word again, not taking it out of context, but you can specialize God's word to your child's needs. And it's really special. That is, that is so good. And I love how you made it so personal to each child because they are uniquely made by God and Mm -hmm. how you had these steps that you took to really flip the script, to look at it through a biblical lens and how powerful those prayers are and how honoring it is to God for, you know, you to be using his word and to take prayer to that level, like a deeper level and be so, well, not beside, I've said practical, but just on a deeper level and such intentionality, like you were so intentional about the purpose. And it was really for your children and it changed you. And it wasn't just for, because you were doing this to write a book, you know, kind of thing. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So moms do this. Maybe they don't write books or they don't feel like they can write prayers. And some uh, prayer books have been so helpful because when moms don't know what to pray, prayer books have been very helpful in being um, maybe a guide or helping them to pray those prayers out loud. But your steps here, just what you've shared, makes it personal and that moms can do this and grandmas too. 
can do oh, this. Oh, absolutely. We yeah. have lots of grandmas at Million Praying Moms that do this. I have one particular grandma in it in in specific who uh, we put out a new prayer guide every month, a new topical mm-hmm. prayer guide. Mm-hmm. So we have one on how to pray God's word for your child to have purpose, for their identity in Christ, for uh, for them to have wisdom, just lots of different things. And, and we're building that library. And if I don't get that out to her by the, the, you know, the time she wants it, she will email me every month. Okay. <laughs> is it coming? Like she's so, she wants it so much. And I love it. I love that she does that for her grandkids and she takes it and, and actually texts the prayer to her, her grandkids every day. And I just think what a legacy that is, you know, and as your kids get older, that is how I communicate with them a lot, either that or Snapchat. I snap my kids now uh, more than I text them. But just this morning, I sent both of my kids over Snapchat, a prayer for their day, a scripture inspired prayer for their day. And so I love being able to do that. We can use technology anyway, but it's, this is for anybody. It's not even just for moms. It's for dads or, or you can do this for yourself. In fact, I have a really practical how-to guide on the website that anybody could go and download right now. If you go to millionprayingmoms.com, it's just called how to pray God's word for your children. And Mm -hmm. it's the process that I just took you through. And Mm -hmm. it has some sample prayers at the end so that if you want you know, to have something to try on for size before you go and, and make your own, you can do that. But I promise it will have you praying God's word for your children by this evening. I mean, it's really, it's just that simple. Wow. That is really cool. I love that. And I'll have that in the show notes too, so they can find it if they're driving or something, you know, while listening to this. But I love how you would take each thing that you wanted to partner with God, because you were talking about how that was very important and that we have to release control (laughs) and partner with God and take each thing, each character trait that you wanted to see as, you know, turning it, like you said, from anger to joy and things like that. Did you keep record of when you started seeing those transformations and what did that Mm. look like? I did. I would say generally speaking, I did Mm -hmm. not write down dates or things Mm -hmm. like that. And in hindsight, I kind of wish I had, I think that would be really neat. I have a, um, I have my grandfather's old Navy chest that I use as Mm -hmm. a coffee table in in my office. And it is full of the journals of the the written prayers that I have done for our children over the years. Mm -hmm. And at some point, I'm just going to give it to them and say, have at it. You can, you know, do whatever (laughs) you want with it. But it it literally is a chest full of their mother's prayers for them. And, you know, people always ask me every, every, almost every time I do any kind of interview about praying for your children, People ask me, what is the, what is the number one answer to prayer that you've seen for your children? Or when did you see God start to do this work in your children? And the way that I I like to answer that is by saying that I came to prayer because I was desperate for God to do something in my children. But what God did, in addition to working in my children, was change my heart. And that is the backdoor sneaky, like top secret sneaky reason that I love to have women pray God's word is because Mm -hmm. I know that as you start searching God's word for your children, it's going to do the work of Hebrews 4.12 in you. It's Mm going to do the work of Isaiah 55.11 in you. It's going to change you so that, you know, my, my oldest son is now 18 
18 years later, I'm not the same mom who started desperately praying for her children 18 mm -hmm. years ago. I'm, I'm much more mature in Christ than I was then. And, and hopefully 20 years from now, I'll be that much more mature in Christ as I continue to do this. Um, but I, I know it is a way that God can use our circumstances mm -hmm. to bring us more of him. And mm -hmm. what I know to be true is that when you have an equation, let's say A plus B equals C, right? Mm -hmm. Every single time A plus B equals C, that's a math principle. If you change the A to something else, and let's say that mom is the A, if you change her, the outcome is going to change. It will not be C anymore. I don't know what it will be. I don't, I can't promise that it will be perfect overnight more likely you'll begin to see changes in your children over the course of years and mm -hmm. years, but it will change as God changes yeah. you. The outcome and dynamic of your family will change with it. Yeah, that is so precious. And I love that you have that legacy, that chest of all those prayers and you have a background in counseling, right? So do, yes, a lot of that with principles that others are helped by is realizing the transformation because oftentimes people want to just fix the other person or the other right. people in their life and the transformation that's personal. But I love how you just use that equation because everybody can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Even if they feel like, you know, algebra was a waste of time. It's not. <laughs> It's not a waste of time because here yes, we go. It's a real life principle for algebra. <laughs> Perfect example there. So that's precious. And, uh, and I love it so much. And you have amazing prayer books and there's a series of different prayer books that you've had different ones who are part of million praying moms that have contributed to these. So if you want to mention that a little bit and then we'll see, you know, have you share how the listener can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So we have an entire series of prayer journals. They are devotional prayer journals that are for moms. Our prayer guides are more helping you learn how to pray God's word for your children. They're, they're smaller products that we have a new one every month that we produce internally. The, the devotional prayer journals are for mom's heart because I feel like it's important for mom to address her own heart as well. And we started these um, because I personally have found prayer journaling to be such a great way to uh, communicate with the Lord. It's such, there's all kinds of, of great scientific uh, backup for that. If you, if you want to look at it, look it up, it's there. It's a great way to solidify something in your heart and in your mind, but also to communicate with the Lord. Um, I love that process. And so that's why we went that way, but we have a, this entire library called everyday prayers mm -hmm. and they're meant to be uh, a series based on things that moms deal with on the everyday and we have one outlier, which was written by your friend and my friend, Tara Cole, which is Everyday Prayers for the School Year. And it's the perfect time of year for, for moms to go grab that right now. It is yes. an amazing book that you will want to have to cover your children in the school year. Um, the rest of the prayer journals are taking you through the fruit of the spirit. And I love these for this season in history. And this is why. It has become way too easy for believers to forget that they are supposed to be full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm -hmm. We have forgotten that. We have become keyboard warriors. We have become, uh, we're very quick to judge. 
We're very quick to throw someone aside. We are very quick to say that someone has no value simply because they disagree with us. And that is not the heart of Christ. It is not the heart of Christ. And so I think that that focusing on what is real love? What is real joy? What does it look like? What does it look like to have actual biblical peace in this world? Not the kind of peace that the world says uh, it should be ours, but the, the kind that Jesus gives us that can't be taken away. What does it look like to have patience, not just with our children, but with people around us? How can mm-hmm. we live that out so that it affects what we do and what we say and the way that we're drawing other people to us? Because I promise you, being a keyboard warrior is not drawing anyone to you. It is not drawing anyone to Christ. It is more <laughs> likely moving them away from Christ. And so how can we grow these seeds, these fruit that God has placed in us as believers so that we're overflowing with it and it, and God can use it to draw others, our children first and foremost, but others in our lives to us, to him. Mm, I love that. And I was going to say, do you have like one last practical step that you might want to just share for an encouragement today, like for maybe a mom or grandma who's listening, who just needs that one next step, something you could encourage them with? Yeah, absolutely. I had a mom come to me recently and say, Brooke, I blew it. My, my child has already grown and I, I just didn't know that I should be praying for them the way that you talk about. And I remember saying to her, is your child still this side of heaven? And she said, yes. And I said, then you have not blown it. You can start praying today. And so I would just encourage any mom that's listening, any grandmother that's listening, that feels like maybe I missed it. Maybe I, maybe I, I've, it, maybe it's too late. It is not too late. If your child is this side of heaven, it is not too late for you to become a praying mom. So Go on over to Million Praying Moms right now and download something and start praying for your children. It will be one of the best decisions you make as a mom. Fantastic. And I love that you have those free resources that women can download. And that encouraging word right there, that it is not too late because we tend to beat ourselves up. And then when we do that, we miss God's best and you know, the enemy just wants us to give up and say, forget it. You know, it's too late so that we won't be effective in prayer. So thank you so much for that. And for being with us today, Brooke, I would love to have you back on again sometime. Anytime. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. So check out millionprayingmoms.com and reach out to Brooke. I know she would love for you to grab those resources and, um, and uh, they just, want to bless your heart with those things so check it out today friends thanks brooke take care and god bless you your ministry and your family thank you thank you so much for listening today wasn't that an amazing episode i loved having brooke on the show and all the things that she shared so inspiring encouraging and challenging to us so let's dig deep in scripture and use scripture to feed our prayers and it's just powerful thing and so I would love if you would hop on over to Brooke's website at brookmclaughlin.net and you'll find all the resources and books that she mentioned in the show and ways to connect with her via her social media and hey join William Praying Mom because I know she would love to have you there too 
And friend, I'd love to chat with you about speaking at your next women's event. I'm currently booking for 2024 and 2025. So let's connect. Check out my speaking page at doraswift.com or my profile at womanspeakers.com. And I'd love to have a conversation about that and see how I could serve you and your ladies. My signature talk is Fierce Calling, Equipped, Empowered, Engaged, but also Surrender the Joy Stealers, Rediscover the Jesus Joy in You workshop for conferences and retreats because that is based on my newest Bible study, Surrender the Joy Stealers, Rediscover the Jesus Joy in You. It's a six-week Bible study. So friend, I hope you'll contact me and reach out. And I also hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week and I'll talk to you soon.